0: Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, uh, the Executive Pastor of TC. Uh, Back with me again today on the phone is our Lead Pastor, Brad Livingston.
2: What's up, guys? Good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast, and uh, I'm actually coming to you from the road. Uh, me and my wife just celebrated our 10-year anniversary, and so I'm in the car with her. We are traveling to New Orleans um, for a couple of days, but uh, man, we wanted to wanted to record the podcast. The series already has so much traction. And has already created so much controversy. I'm just kidding. Uh, so many good conversations that we wanted to, I wanted to be on the podcast and talk through some things. And so we'll get into that in a few minutes. But uh, Justin, if you want to introduce, yeah, we, our very familiar other guests. We got
1: John Sapp. What up, the TC Creative Sapp. Director? John's been, uh, <laughs> John's been a little, been a little under the weather. Under the weather, less familiar other guests. We got John Sapp. Yeah, the TC John. Creative Director. So, um, welcome back. Thank you. How you feeling?
3: Uh, I feel better, I feel better today than I did yesterday, so, or through the last few days. Do they know what's wrong with you? Um, like, I haven't gone back to the doctor, that's what you're asking.
1: Well, glad you're feeling better. Thanks. Old sickly John.
3: Um, (laughs) did we leave pastor? Brad, you still there? Think we lost him. Oh no. Oh boy. <laughs> it's like I I didn't really hear anything in the background anymore. We lost him. Hang I, on, we'll get him back. It's okay. We'll get him so in a second. So, uh you missed Sunday. I did miss Sunday, but I I watched um the restream of it on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, I should say. So it's That's good. awesome. It was good. Church was really good on Sunday. I heard a lot of good things about it, and I'm really thankful for um, the production team and the uh, creative team. Um, without them, none of
1: that would have been able to like go as smooth <laughs> as it did. Nah, it it was it was really cool. I mean, um, always starting a brand new a brand new service is a uh, service. A brand new series is good, um, you know. And this one. Just by the nature of how we titled it and all those things, um, so so you know that that was we had some some traction on on social media um, coming up coming up to it with just the title of the series, you know, with um, sushi sushi sex and subtitles. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did we did lose Brad, look like, but he'll be he'll be back. He's they're on the road, so um, it's cool. I just got a text from from them. Um, That's okay. Just so, whenever he gets back in. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, we started a, a brand new brand new series, um, all about relationships. You know, it's one thing that we as, um, you know, as a church, the, of a lot of younger people, right? It's it's important. It's and it's it's something no one's exempt from, right? I mean, we all have to navigate relationships on some level, whether that's, you know uh, marriages and engagements. And, right. You know, we have, we have people in our church right now that are engaged, about to be married, can, you know, getting close to that people dating they're talking to them, you know, thinking about engagements and, um, then, and, and then just, you know, even, I think it could translate even to like a friend, a friend relationship, mm-hmm. you know, those type of sure. things, but it's something we all navigate. So, um, you know, and that's that's what the 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 whole series is going to be about: sushi, sex, and subtitles. So it's kind of a little provocative. It's a little of, provocative uh, a t- of a title. We had um, which uh,
3: we had a couple of people before, <laughs> right before I posted um, the the or right, I think it was right before you posted the graphic. One of us posted the graphic. I don't remember who yeah. it was, um, but right before we posted the graphic, <clears throat> uh, I showed a few people what it looked like, and they were like, "Are are y'all really going to use that?" It's like, yeah, I mean, why not? It was approved through the pastor. So um, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, uh, <laughs> yeah. I I created the, uh, I created several graphics, but the one that stuck out the most to pastor was um, one with uh, chopsticks and condoms in between <laughs> those chopsticks Yeah, uh, so. to, to symbolize the sex uh, side of the series. Yeah, we got it. So, uh, but the people that are on the podcast may not know.
1: That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, it was good stuff. So we want to, um, if you just join us um, on the podcast and you don't watch us live on Facebook or you're not a part of our church community, we'd love for you to um, check out the messages. You can hear the, this first week from uh, Sunday was good. So so this message, uh, the first one was um, titled, What's Your Fantasy? Mm-hmm. Um, and we had the song play. Well, we did. I put the song in the back, back we, of the, of the announcements. Which was cool because the people that know, know, and the people that didn't, didn't. Don't yeah, and it's cool. Totally, that's so fine. Um, so it was just, and and, and I'm kind of walked through his notes a little bit. Do you? Um, I don't know if you have them too. You, uh, I don't, and I'm
3: trying kombucha for the first time, by the way. So right, like this, right now, right now. Oh, okay. Because I've never had it take, before. Take a sip. I'm You're so not gonna like it. it, really.
1: It's you've never had kombucha.
3: No, it smells terrible.
1: Taste. You've never tasted it before in your life. You're taking a sip right now. For real, on, on this air. is my first time. How about it? Air. ready? Go. terrible it's not great <clears throat> not even
3: close to good it's not great um i'll suffer through it though do you have to it. drink that uh well, like so when i decided to like when i started feeling better i was like well you know it probably would help because i've been taking the antibiotic it'd probably help to have some probiotic right i so, I, I guess i don't know nothing about all well, that so i mean I, that's what the internet told me so um <laughs> so well there you go there's that
1: there's that. Anyway,
3: I, so I don't know anything about all that. So, um, for the first time on the podcast, disgusting. So I had You're going to get through the great. whole thing?
1: I will get to the whole thing because I bought it. So, well, there you go. So, for the single people, when we talk about relationships, you know, the best time to invest in your future, marriage, especially if you have uh, a, a goal or an aspiration to one day be married. Um, the best time to invest in your future marriage is before you get married. Right. Seems logical. I don't think many people do it. And then for married people, the best time to make your marriage healthy is now not something you do in the future. Now, John, you've been married for a long time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We've been married for, um, 10, pretty much 10 years now.
1: Yeah. You got married at what? 18? Yeah. 18 or 19? Yeah, 18. 18. Well, I was 19. She was 18. Yeah, that's pretty young. So to get married. Yeah. Would you recommend to other people get married that young? um,
3: you know, it's interesting that you say that because there there were a lot of people who told me when we were like right before we got married, we, we'd been dating for three years before that. Yeah. So right before we got married, people were like, Oh no, that's not a good idea, you guys are too young, it's not gonna last, you know, stuff like that. Right. But it's also one of those things where it's like if you know it's a God centered uh, marriage, you know that you're you're going in this not just because uh, it's one of those like let's have sex kind of thing <laughs> right um, that you know this is gonna last, <clears throat> then by all means, like do it and and we felt we both felt like it was it was God's will for us to have it
1: or do it. and so we did it and we've been together ever since. Well, I think y'all are a little unique. I would not recommend anyone at eighteen or nineteen to get married to anyone ever. Well, and yeah, well, especially with this generation, yeah, yeah this yeah. new generation, it's it's kind of kind of well, crazy. And I think you guys are the exception to the rule. You know, I think you and Sven are the exception to the rule. In in that you both kind of have it together. Um, you know, you you guys are in a place, you know, in your walk and in, in in your. Uh, participation in church and and not that it's just about church participation but you know relationships with God and all those things I think we're good and that helped mm-hmm. you know um I think for me I remember being like 19 18 19 and the person I was then is not who I was necessarily at 28 right you know? right. so it's like I, that's my fear with young people is they're just not they they're not who they're gonna be yet you know, yeah, and then over time, and then and then the hard part in the church world is I think a lot of I think a lot of times people like you you mentioned just to have sex or something. It's like that's a you know well you know I know what I believe and it's like then they jump into a, a marriage with with real vows and stuff. Um, you know, I guess it's better than the alternative. I'm not saying that you, it's not a one or the other. You're not picking one or the other, but it's just tough. It's a tough situation to navigate. You right, know? right. Yeah. Um, if people are getting married necessarily for the wrong for the wrong reason, so ultimately it's it's you know uh, if you are not married and want to be married the best thing to do to prepare for the marriage is work on that now sure it's kind of the what we what we were saying to single people and then to married people if you're if you're not so happily married or your marriage isn't the healthiest like what better time than now to start that um and then and then we uh we use proverbs twenty nine eighteen where there is no revelation people cast off restraint but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions um and 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 then he used the uh, I believe he used the message, that same scripture in the message translation says if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. <clears throat> so it's like even in a in a marriage, you know, when 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 you know we're not paying attention to what God is doing or what God wants to do, it can be chaos, right? Sure.
3: I mean that well, that's a, with anything. But yes, definitely that.
1: So what was funny is um He was talking about what's your fantasy and talking about how we have this picture in our mind of what marriage is and these fantasies, right? He talked about Hallmark movies, which I don't know that I've ever seen a Hallmark movie, at least more than a couple minutes. And I'm like, nah, I'm out. Your wife watches them, right? Savannah watches all of them, or as much as she can, anyway. But, um, yeah,
3: yeah, she'll watch that. She'll watch – we we used to watch House Hunters all the time. That was another thing that he brought up, you know, this – or did you want to, like wait? Until well, no,
1: no, no. That's what, I mean, he mentioned he mentioned Hallmark movies. He yeah. mentioned um, well, and, and and in that how they all kind of have this it's the same movie with right. the joke he made, but you know how the woman goes back to her hometown and the, 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 you know just it's the, the same stu- old the stupid kind of you know, spun story like line. seven different ways. Yeah. Um, and if you like Hallmark movies, that's cool. No offense to you, but I it sounds really terrible to me. So I don't
3: know. Yeah, I mean, some of them aren't terrible, but they're like. They oh, you, they do you, get repetitive. Oh, because you have to
1: watch them. No, I don't have to watch. Them. Oh, you
3: have, you have to. Them. No, I know you're watching. You have to watch no, no, them. No, not necessarily. Uh, House She's Hunters. She's gonna watch this and tell you.
1: <laughs> House Hunters um, was another one. You know, yeah. So, House Hunters is another and one, and it was funny. He the way he made the joke because it is true. It's like they had the weirdest jobs you've ever heard of, and they have
3: like the highest.
1: And like, yeah, like we got a two million dollar. But what is yeah. what was the two jobs he said? I think he said. Um, breeds bees and one chases rainbows and yeah. that's the two million dollar you know budget, budget um which that was funny and then um romantic classics and he had a list of those um that was titanic titanic
3: yo i'm gonna be real with you i really really enjoyed titanic
1: oh titanic's a great movie it's a great movie. i love titanic
3: now, a lot of people don't like it because of like the some of the historical facts are not correct or like you know, the very end where he said,
1: <laughs> uh-oh, we got Brad coming we got back. Brad? We, you back? Oh, wait, hold up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're doing this on the fly. Bear with us. Hang on. I got to plug you back in.
3: Pastor Justin decided to not plug him back
1: in. Hey, you there? He said.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, he's Brad's back. Welcome back, back. back. I'm back. Sorry, guys. You uh, back? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wait, hold up. So- Thank you, technology. Sorry, guys.
1: We're doing this on. <laughs> and then I had video playing in the background. On top of that, so you can hear me.
2: Yeah, yeah, I okay. got you. Can you hear me?
1: Yep, yep. Cool. We good. We good. All right. Sorry, guys. Uh, for those of you watching and listening, um, it's our first time doing this, so at least we can do it.
3: Yeah, yeah, we can. So, yeah.
1: we, Brad, we're in the yeah, middle. Yeah. We're in the middle of talking about um, the romantic, classic comedies and the fantasies <laughs> that they uh, put into us. Uh, we we're talking about Titanic. Uh, which I uh, have always thought it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I think it was accurate yeah. in its description of how it, how it, um, you know, she's engaged to a dude meets new dude on the boat as she's killing herself or trying to,
0: <laughs>
2: right, <laughs> you know, right, right, the, right. the
1: whole, whole thing is kind of crazy. Um, no doubt.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not real. I, I, you know, and it wasn't until we really got into this and I'm grateful. There's there's a couple pastors that you know we connected with and we're listening to some of their content when we put this together and so you know um there are no ideas are original but i I, as we were as i was connecting with some of them i was just thinking about how true it was because one of them mentioned something very similar and i was like wow you don't realize how dangerous it is and how much uh our viewpoint can be skewed based on these movies that we watch you know and uh, and especially you think about like Hallmark movies and I think I think my wife who I'm in the car with right now, I think my wife doesn't have some ridiculous viewpoint on what our marriage is supposed to be like. But you can certainly see how people can become skewed with these love stories that are you know, that are drawn up on a storyboard. It's not real life. This doesn't happen. And if it does happen, it's not healthy, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, even like, you know, I, I can't relate to Hallmark movies, but I've seen the movie Titanic a ton. <laughs> but I think <laughs> the point that they're trying to make to make the movie, this love story is the situation that Rose was in. Wasn't real love, right? This is, this yeah. is real love. Yeah. So he saves her. He saves the day. And then they build, you know, there's an instant connection and it's, it's, "Quote unquote true love," you know, yeah. um, and she's willing to walk away. I mean, obviously, if you've seen the movie, you know she's very wealthy family, and not just with the dude she's marrying, but the family she's already in—her mom, and st- you know. So it's like she's she's choosing to walk away from all that to go with some homeless dude who won his ticket through a poker game, you know? Right, um, right. And you know, we all walk out of the movie like, "Oh my god, you know that was so good." But in real life, if one of our friends come up and was like so met this guy on the cruise I was on. And if you put it in a modern day, like a a a girl, a, a couple in our church that are engaged, goes on a cruise with their families and comes back. And she's like, yeah, I left him. I met a guy there. He won his ticket on a poker game. Like the whole thing, you'd be like, okay, we need to slow down a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. Uh, right, we right, need to right. talk this through.
2: Yeah, no, seriously. That's the hard part, right? Is it's like, even when you go, <laughs> when you get down to like, all right, but you you know, especially family. in her world now, money should never be the driving motivator. But when you think about it, like you know, she just made a multi-million dollar eternal relational or you know, a kid, or sorry, permanent re- relational decision. She just made all of that based on a guy that she doesn't even know his annoying habits yet. Right? Like when you're actually talking about real life, like what if he's a serial killer? You don't know that yet. Like you <laughs> <Right>. don't. <laughs> You know, it's like we got this girl doing you know, leaving her fiance. Now her fiance's crazy. she, she shouldn't have been with him anyways. But to be making you know, to make a decision like that, and that man, honestly, like we all know friends, right? Like that kind of stuff, maybe not to this degree, but stupid stuff like this does happen.
1: Oh, it happens and here's the know. thing. That in that <laughs> movie, they make the movie a love story, but that's not love. That was lust or infatuation, right. right. mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You know, she's tired right. of her dude and here's a new dude. Like that right. that happens right. every day. Exactly. Um, it
2: happens every day and we it ain't, and, and it ain't love yeah and, and it's just like we said yesterday we fall in love with people you know you you me and Joan were talking at the table yesterday and we were just talking about relationships. Uh, I yeah. said one of the problem one of the problems is people get invested in relationships too easy uh, and they're too committed too early in the process without even determining whether or not they're going in the same direction. you know it's <laughs> right. like you't even a, you, in many cases not in Joan's case. Uh, but in many cases, like, like someone is they're they're, they could be as far as sleeping together, they're making financial decisions together, they're talking about getting married together, and they don't even know if they have like, the same understanding of who God is. Like, we haven't had that conversation. But,
0: you know, well, it's like,
1: and, and on top of that, like, you, you were saying yesterday, it's like, you know, what if he wants to live in a in a condo in the city and she wants to live on 10 acres in the country like oh, yeah, yeah. even that right there right. Like, you're not on the same page no. you know um yeah and-
2: so, so you just so yeah it's just that f- the fragmenting the goal of sunday was to fragment you know help everyone notice that there are things in our lives that we've built up these these images these fantasies yeah of what relationships are supposed to be and then more or less wrecking ball those things and shatter them if we can <laughs>
3: Yeah, so we got through. We got through Titanic. What was the next one?
2: Uh, I think Titanic was actually the last. Was it was the last Aladdin, one? That we, last, we just said Titanic, Titanic was, was the last the very, one at yeah. the very
3: beginning. But we can go okay, back. Ju- yeah.
2: So there's Titanic, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Beauty which, and the Beast. You know, oh yeah. yeah. And Aladdin. <laughs> so it was Aladdin. One, Aladdin. Yeah.
1: Aladdin. Yeah.
2: Aladdin. So and uh, well, you know, well, and, you know, the whole like,
1: the whole wedding industry is exist because of even movies like this these it, it's it almost it, I hate you almost hate to say it's about women but you know little boys I don't think grow up thinking about their wedding day but girl all girls do you know oh, it's yeah. like it's well, like the yeah. it's picture perfect which I guess that's fine I mean that is a big day don't get me wrong but um you know it is funny when you think about the, the Beauty and the Beast and well, the Aladdins and all that
2: Yeah 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 Well, the reality is the men are waiting for the honeymoon and the women are waiting for the wedding I guess that's yeah
1: <laughs> no yeah 100% true so,
3: uh,
2: uh, but yeah nonetheless and it's just like we said on sunday right it's like man people people have fallen in love with the idea of weddings but none of them have fallen in love with the idea of marriage mm-hmm. you know and it's like we become infatuated with weddings you know and the beauty of it and the splendor of it and and having the right dress and picking out the right new. we love the idea of the event because the event is instagram worthy but the, the marriage yeah. is
1: not. Mm. Well, you know, we've we've joked and I'll, you know, we'll say it, I guess, publicly on the podcast. But it's frustrating as someone that's in ministry. I've seen time and time again where a couple wants a pastor to officiate the wedding, which is great. In my view, if you're right. asking a pastor to officiate you're acknowledging that it's bigger than just a social contract and we bring God into the picture and you have a pastor do it, specifically right. usually your pastor, you know, officiate the wedding to in this in this union. And then they want to throw the pastor twenty bucks for his time, you know, yet they spent a grand on a cake and five grand on a photographer. And, yeah. you know, you got a $30,000 wedding. It's like, yeah, here's, here's 20. Thanks for taking your weekend and leaving your wife and family to come do It's like, I just think that's even nuts. It's like, maybe there should yeah, be a higher well, level of priority in the, in the actual union that happens in the vows. And that's yeah. just me. Though. Well,
2: so. and that's why, you know, that's why a transformation church, you know, obviously we don't, We don't necessarily quote unquote charge people to do their weddings, Um, but uh, we make it we because of our bylaw structure, we've made it to where we you almost have to be at a higher level of commitment to our church or at least to one of our pastors for us to marry you. And that's not a financial move. It's just making sure that these two people are genuinely invested in each other. And, you know, and we, we just spent, you know, you and I just spent how long on new training for the new pre-marriage curriculum for this stuff? You know, it's like, cause it matters so much.
1: Right. Yeah. And we won't do a ceremony without pre-marriage counseling and mm. going through those right. those we, things. And, right. and, and that's ultimately yeah. what the person's paying for. Cause it costs money to do those, that, that curriculum. Um, and that's ultimately right. what the person's paying for. Um, But, but it's, it goes back to the whole thing of just like, like you said, it's not so much the marriage, it's the wedding, you know, and how much money gets, gets spent, which is, Hey, if you got it like that, by all means, ball out, most don't. And you know, if if you're, if you're entering your marriage on a credit card and going into debt before you even start, it's probably not a good
2: move, you
1: know, probably not a good, probably not a good financial move, but.
2: Well, and that's why I, you know, it's so much, I have so much honor for like my dad, you know, who I was a, he was a pastor's whole life. He saw many people get married and divorced. He knew finances was a big part of it. You know, he came on the scene with me and Ashley and he was like, Hey, I'm really excited for you guys. Just FYI, I won't marry you if you have any debt.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was
2: like, so you have to be debt free by your wedding date. And I was like, Oh crap. Now I didn't yeah. have a ton of debt. Neither did Ashley, but you know, we had a little bit and it was like, well, you know, but he knew he's like, he just wanted us to be starting off on the right foot. And so we, that's what we did. You know, we went in, Owing nothing but uh, our house, you know. I think uh, maybe our house and my car, maybe. But um, you know, he meant like credit cards, student loans, stuff like that. Right. So, sure. Not but that. so that was helpful. You That's know, cause good. Yeah. Even, even though my wife has stressed me out of her finances sometimes, I've, <laughs> or I maybe I've stressed her out of her finances. She's shaking her head. Yes. Uh, maybe I've stressed her out of her finances. We've never been in "quote unquote" financial stress. Like, so we've we've worried about where we wanted to be, but finance has never plagued us. You know, so.
1: Well, you start off on the right foot.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we had we had those those movies. Uh, we we talked about House Hunters, which goes into the financial thing. Yeah, we you were know, talking about so, that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we mentioned that earlier. It's so <laughs> stupid. The their budgets. It's so stupid on that show. Like. Where do you find right, these right, people? Right, right. It can't be real. Yeah. It can't be real.
2: Yeah. I don't know, man. They need like, to come to Pensacola. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like one of, them di- one of them dissects sunflower seeds and one of them investigates leaf types and they have $6 million budget or whatever. It's yeah. crazy.
1: It's like you do. Cons- so. They need to come here. You do construction and you're a nurse. You have an $85,000 budget.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Because like,
1: you have too much debt.
2: Something Welcome like to real life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you got, you got $150,000 in student loans and you can't afford anything.
1: So yeah, there's that too. So
2: well, well, listen <laughs> so, to this. I yeah. saw a
1: post on Facebook yesterday from someone. Um, I don't know where she works. Apparently it's a bank of some kind. Y'all would know who it is if I said, it, but I'm not gonna say her name. Um, <clears throat> but friend, friend of ours doesn't go to our church or anything. But anyway, she posted, um, and she was talking about y'all pay y'all's bills and apparently she does something at a bank or does mortgages and there was a couple a married couple that between the two of them their household income is 300,000 a year okay and we're about to get turned down on a $100,000 loan or refinance something it was a $100,000 mortgage or something mm-hmm. all because they have a terrible history of re- of repayment and paying their bills on time that's insane. That doesn't make any sense. Wow. If you're
3: making that much a year.
1: And makes, they don't pay their bills on time. They don't pay their bills. It would only make sense. But they can afford to. They just don't. Right. It's like it's just and now they're trying to like get a loan for something big and can't afford it, but are getting turned down because they're history. Making, it's like it just no stupid. Sense.
2: Like That's ludicrous. It's especially stupid. in twenty it's twenty twenty. Like all you gotta do to pay a bill is take your phone out. It's not like you know, like early two thousands, you had to write the check and put Listen, the stamp on it. Oh, you're out of stamp. Yeah, yeah. Not you know?
1: not only that, if you got three hundred k rolling in a year, I don't know what that is a month. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's auto. You can do auto pay and not worry about. Wait, is my check gonna hit before yeah. auto pay? Yeah. You know those type, <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like so many things are automated yeah. bro, Set that up. Yeah. Like it's just stupid. It's it's there's, it's just that's. Can only be attributed to irresponsibility, and it's just you know what it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, um, yeah, that's what no, we're talking about. 100%. What's your what's your fantasy? You know, I, we should played the music. We should.
3: Yeah. have I don't have it. let <laughs> we the we'll
1: add that. it in or something. <laughs> um, we'll add it in for
3: next week. Watch
1: the watch this. Go listen to the message, or well, if you listen to it, you won't hear. It, but go watch it. I don't know. You may not hear. It. Anyways, it's ludicrous. What's your fantasy? <laughs> it's instrumental. I don't know. <laughs> It was hilarious in yeah, service. Yeah. <laughs> don't want them to go to the explicit version. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, got the e. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, just <laughs> if, if, if you do, and you get mad. Just don't email us. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> right, right. You email uh, instrumental Justin. only, husband.
2: please.
1: Yeah. Did you just keep my email <laughs> out? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah. It's who cares at. John's, listen, John listen Brad you missed it when you know this, we were talking about uh John drinking kombucha he's never drank it before and he took his first sip on on, on, on air. air
2: on air oh, he's wow, never I had it, it before that. yeah
3: yeah, yeah you, should, you should go
1: back and watch that but yeah it was uh, it's gross it's disgusting
2: yeah anyway uh, so so I can imagine
1: so we moved into the scripture um Exodus 24:12 um This says the Lord said to Moses yeah. Come up to me on the mountain and stay here, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. And then, you know, one of the first points after that scripture is, you know, if they haven't spent time with God, there's no way that they're ready for you. And and that's talking about a a future spouse or someone you're going to be in a relationship with, right? It's like that's the key of kind of both being on the same, at least the same page as far as where you are with God, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and that's, that's, that's a key. That's key in a church like ours with a younger crowd that's trying to make their way in the world, trying to make plans. And then, you know, you, you still meet people or whatever. It's like, is this person suitable to date beyond we're attracted to each other? Sure. That's tough. It's tough. That's tough. What do you think? See, see, did he, we lose them again? I think we lost them again. Oh, bro. Yeah, we it's okay. Them. It's okay. It's all right. So if you're wasting your time with someone that keeps wasting your time, then you will miss the one that is worth your time. Mm. That's powerful. That is powerful. And I think you. I think we've always seen you. Know, like we've all known people that like cannot be single. Mm-hmm. Like have <laughs> to go. They have to be in a relationship. I can think
3: of three people right now off the top of my head, but I'm not going to say their names. Well,
1: yeah, don't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. we we've, we've all. We I know one. I have a mm-hmm. close friend that that luckily, it, it seems like kind of grown out, but um, just has a hard time being single, yep. you know? And it's like, at some point, it's just, you know, you go from like three, four-month relationship to to the next three, four-month relationship. To, so it's just like, man, that just sounds, one, terrible and exhausting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you keep – if you're wasting your time with someone that keeps wasting your time so, – and maybe you have the, the right intention. Maybe you're with someone that you – maybe you want to be married and this and that, and the person, you know I, – I was watching – Oh, that, was loud. that Sorry. was loud. Sorry guys. You there?
2: Yeah, it's alright.
1: It's all right. We keep we're going through rough
2: patches. Anyways, you're you're reading Exodus twenty four when I fell off. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, and then I said that you know, the point of if they haven't spent time with God, there's no way they're ready for you. Right. And, right. and then we're ready. talking about that if you're wasting time with someone that keeps wasting your time, you'll never you'll you'll miss the one that's worth your time. Yep.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um which I think is so is that's that statement alone is something that I feel like more people need to grab a hold of. I think we are society and Instagram and Facebook and so many things have put us in a position where we're terrified of isolation. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's like we we keep we keep going after we keep going after the wrong people. We keep going after the wrong person just so we can we say that we have a person Right. And so right. it's like not realizing that if we're with the wrong person, we're going to miss the right person. So it's like, you know, um, are you so, do you do you just want to have a relationship or do you want to have the right relationship?
1: Is That's good. Yeah. Do y'all think that, you know, when you hear people like um, I don't want to use the word soulmate, but it's like, do you think there's one person for every person? No. I don't either. I I think math because if one person gets that wrong, it screws it up for everyone else down the list. Right. Right. So, so I think <laughs> think about it. I yeah. mean, if there's if there's one person meant for each person, and I one, will and say, one Joe Blow gets it wrong, it messes the whole right, order. up.
2: Right. Yeah, I will. I will say that I believe that God has sovereignly orchestrated the marriages that we end up in. I will say that, Um, but I believe that. I don't believe that the one person is floating around out there and you got to go try to find them. I don't think that's it. I believe that God sovereignly orchestrates our relationships, you know. Well, then I
1: I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I'm really digging Jordan Peterson lately, but he was talking about his father, his, his in-laws, um, his mother-in-law got, I guess, dementia and started, you know, over a period of like 12 or 15 years, really declining but over that that a long period and he was talking about how his father-in-law cared for her all along the way um and didn't complain about it like that was his wife he loved her right and it was what jordan was saying was like he was so um he it made him admire his father-in-law every year more and more because he continued to to just care for his wife and then he cared for her at home until the last few months of her life. They had to put her into like a um, a nursing home only because he couldn't physically get her out of the bed and stuff anymore and all the things she needed to do because he was old too, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then he was saying in that, you know, that she eventually passed away. Well, when he was going to the nursing home, there was another couple. It was a woman who her husband had dementia and they were putting her in and they just built a friendship. And then after both spouses died, they ended up having a relationship and ended up getting married several years later. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even in a situation like that, it's like, I think that is okay. Right. It's like both of their love of their life or people that they were with, they don't forget. They don't forget the years and years and years. They spent with the people they were with, but um, you know, they also don't want to be alone, and you know, they built a relationship. And I thought that was kind of cool that that kind of stuff happens too, you know. Yeah. And I think that can be in yeah. God's plan. Like you're talking about Brad, like the sovereignty of God and His plan for us. But you know, you you may not live another 20 years, and God can bring someone into your life that that's in the same on the same page as you, and and you know, and be be a part of God's plan.
2: Yeah, no doubt. I think. That's yeah, 100. percent me. I mean. I- at the end of the day, God's orchestrating all things, you know, for our good and his glory. Right. And so it's like, you know, if something were to happen like, like that and, and, in someone, you know, uh, fall in love with someone else and get married and God uses, you know, you could someone could sit there and say, well, I don't know if that's God's plan. It's like, well, if they get married, what if they got married, moved to the Philippines and brought the gospel to an unreached people group in the jungle and all of them got saved. Now that God's, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it, we try to poke holes and stuff and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, like, man, if, if, if God's orchestrating this and he opens up their heart to love each other, then, and like, who are, you know, who, who can we be to, or who are we to try to put a limit on how God could leave, you know, lead a, this man and this woman to love each other differently or whatever. Yeah, so
3: definitely, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I, think that's, I think that's totally the case, you know? And so, yeah, we, but the thing is, you know, and that's, I, it, that scenario is a great scenario to even bring about the ness the necessity of this conversation, not so much them to fall in love with each other, but the man taking care of his wife that you know that suffered from dementia, which is it's terrible and that's tragic, right? But if you only love the idea of the wedding, if you only have a Beauty and the Beast or a Titanic type fantasy, when that type of struggle hits your home, you're gonna go look it for the person that's gonna fulfill the fantasy. You're not going to stay married to the commitment that you made. You're not going to stay in the covenant. You're going to go looking for what's convenient. right? And so, um, and that's why this, that's why this conversation matters so much. Shatter the fantasy because you're not going after the fantasy. You have to be going after the covenant, the, you know, the relationship. You have to be going after, um, what the reality of what you're supposed to be falling in love with, not the version of your reality that you're supposed to be falling in Right,
1: with. right. That's good.
2: Yeah, because so trouble's coming, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. So Oh, it's coming. It's, ga- it's I mean, ga- hard guaranteed.
1: If I was a betting man, and
2: and which you are. <laughs> which you are, are yeah. I was a betting if, uh, man, trouble's coming. No, that's the thing. It's That's the thing in marriage. Like, marriage is difficult. Marriage is hard. That's why we said what we said. You know, I'm get into it in a second, but that's what we said what we said. Like, marriage is hard. Marriage can be difficult. And it's because two people are in the home. It's not because one of them is difficult and the other one's easy. No, it's two people who have two different minds, two different spirits and, you know, two different ideas of what perfection looks like and tendencies are now becoming one flesh and they got to follow God with one mind and one heart. And the tension between those two things uh, is incredibly difficult. And so, um, and you then, know so and it, then you factor kinda...
1: in and yeah and then you factor in even personality types and all that which plays a part Ooh, a huge in and, and how and how you you know process information and make decisions and and, yeah. and all those things so that that all that all plays a part. Uh, so then we were in Exodus twenty-four uh, verses fifteen through eighteen, and then there was a skip down into Exodus chapter thirty-two, verses one and verse four. Um, you know, we won't read all of that. That's something you can check out, sure. uh, check out on your own. But we, we were pulling out of Exodus, and then you know, uh, one of the things that you said, Brad, was you know, it, it doesn't matter how great of an experience that you had with God, if it doesn't continue, you'll start looking somewhere else for your desires. And I think that's even kind of what you were it yeah. relates with what you're just talking about with the, with right. the fantasy and the fantasy. marriage, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and to summarize Exodus, you know, what we were trying to pull out of that is, you know, for, and, and I encourage, you know, the listeners go listen to the sermon. You'll get the full thing, but yeah, you know, Moses goes up on the mountain. God's going to give him the 10 commandments, the law for the people. And because he was taking too long, the people who had just seen all these miracles, God did, you know, he just led them through the red sea weeks, weeks earlier. You know, he just brought them out of slavery weeks earlier. He just did all these things for them weeks earlier, and because he they took because God and Moses took more than forty days to bring <laughs> down what He was bringing down, they're like, ah, we think we want to move on. This is taking too long. <laughs> yeah, um, right. and they, you know, and it's like that's why I say. It's like, you know, if you just had a moment with God at a church service or at an altar, but that doesn't continue, then you're gonna that love that you have for the Lord is quickly going to fade and you're going to start trying to look for someone else to fill that void in your life, which spoiler alert is unfillable by a person, mm, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so that's why it's, that's why it's difficult, you know, but that's what, that was the, the basis of what we were using Exodus in the story of Exodus it doesn't really have to do necessarily with romantic relationships, but it's the idea of how our heart is bent towards what we want more than waiting on what God wants. Yeah, sure. So,
1: so then we went into yeah. a list of um, you know fantasies, and, yeah. and and talking kind of about the different fantasies. Fantasy the first one was is is it God's timing should match my timing?
2: Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I ain't,
1: I ain't figured that one out yet. I'm still working on it.
2: <laughs> and that one, the thing about that one is, you know, is that one's not even doesn't even have to be re- relational. You know that it, it is relational. You know it does have to do with the person that God has for us or whatever. It certainly does fall into that spectrum, but it, it, that can fall into business relationships. It can fall into entrepreneurial ideas. It can yeah. fall into anything, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then there was a, a scripture there, Proverbs sixteen nine. in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps.
2: Yeah. It's, it's in his, yeah.
1: it's in his timing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He's, you can do all the, you can make all the plans you want to. And I think that you should but it doesn't mean that your plans, God's going to order your steps. And if it match, if his ordering of your steps matches your plans sometimes great, but it's not always going to, you know? That's exactly. So, yep. Yeah.
1: And then uh second fantasy is having somebody will help complete me. Now mm. that's a, that's a yeah. big one. Yeah. That's a big one for people. We were kind of talking about that earlier. Yeah. That we know a couple of people who have, uh, can't be single. Who can't be single. Yeah. Can't, they can't, can't stand yeah. being single. Um, and and that just having that person there and even if it's, you know, even if it's I remember being younger and not necessarily with like a romantic relationship. But when I was first and um, first kind of out on my own the first couple of years, I always liked having friends over, you know, it's like I liked being around people. And I think sometimes you find that. Um, you know, that people just want someone there. And then Mm -hmm. if you take it further, if they're not walking with the Lord or, you know, then it's, it turns, you know, from from physical and things like that, but they just can't stand being by themselves or not having someone to lean on or someone giving them attention or whatever, whatever it is. I think that, oops, sorry. I think that's, uh. I think that's crazy, and then and then that's what you said, Brad. And the message was like, "What's worse than a jacked up person is two jacked up people." And sometimes that's what happens is you just need somebody to complete you that yeah. you think is completing you, and y'all both not unhealthy and not ready for anything, right? Know?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's that's the unfortunate side of it, right? Is is we all know people who um, we all know people who are in love with the idea of. Uh, the relationship, you know, and what's funny to me is the people that are the most broken in their idea of the relationship are the ones that are so quick to jump out of one and into another one. You know, it's like, man, you really are committed to the idea of a relationship to be so uncommitted to your relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so, yeah, that's a, that's a difficult one.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, the, the second, the, the third fantasy is God want God just wants me to be happy mm-hmm oh that's uh oh mm. that
2: one's painful that's yeah a,
1: that's yeah
2: that's mm-hmm. another one that eats its way out into more than just romantic relationships um you know it's like well i should i should go do this thing because god just wants me to be happy you know even someone that's married you know god, I god wants me to have i need to start this business because god wants me to be happy it's like well you know, if you're never going to be at your son's baseball game, you're never going to be at your daughter's cheerleading practice or gymnastics competition. If you're never going to be home to eat dinner with your family. If you're never going to be able to, you know, lead a Bible Bible study with your family in the mornings, you're never going to be able to help people get ready for school. Is it what God wants for you? Because I don't think that's what God wants for you, Well, you know? Uh, well, yeah, but so. what's even
1: funnier is, like, people who really – have no true understanding of God in some way. You hear right. that a lot from just people. God yeah. just wants me to be happy.
2: Oh, you know, gosh, yeah.
1: God just wants me to be a good person and be happy. Like, um, mm. wrong and wrong. Yep. Um, you know, <laughs> you, know you go ahead. You go right, ahead cause you,
2: yeah. Cause you're never a good person. Cause it's, even if you follow the desires of your heart, your heart deceitfully look at the Bible. says. Right, especially <laughs> when that,
1: especially when that thing that you're talking about, that God, that, that's going to make you happy and God wants you to be happy is, is labeled as sinful in his word <laughs> you know it's like
2: uh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: okay you you just do you boo boo <laughs> it's like you missed right. it
2: <laughs> well and that's what that's what we try to explain sunday you know it's like well god just wants me to be happy it's like no first of all no he doesn't second of all he wants you to be holy now the reality is is if the most if the happiest place for you to be is in holiness then he would totally be content with you being happy in other words, if all, if the thing you were striving for the most was that you would be the most like God and that would make you happy, then yes, He would be significantly invested in your happiness. The problem is yeah. because we're all, our hearts are deceitfully wicked, because we're all sinful in nature, and because the the priority for any of us isn't God, but it's whatever we want in our own life, because all of those things are true then God's desire is to make us holy because he can't let us be quote unquote happy within our own worlds. Um, because the thing that would make us happy would eventually become our God.
1: Exactly. Mm.
2: So we fall in love, we fall in love with the the giver or we fall in love with the gift and we neglect the giver. Right. So it's like God, God, let me tell you how uninvested God is in your happiness. (laughs) Uh, until your heart, until you get your spiritual heart transplant, where God uh, is invested in the heart that you've allowed to be made brand new, that is going after Him and Him alone. You right, know, when God right. is your everything, then He's invested in your happiness.
1: Exactly. That's good. So, and then the last, the last fantasy is marriage will help me overcome my sin problem. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I, 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 almost didn't put this one in. Um, actually, uh, it was just one of those things where it's like, man, I felt, I felt like it was complete. Um, I felt like the thought process was complete. I thought I felt like the message was going to be complete. Um, but you know, I, 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 I'll be a little transparent. Like I have personally kind of struggled in this particular area and I know so many other people that have as well. Um, you know, we all have a sin nature and me being a pastor that doesn't change that. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, um, not an addiction or anything like that, but just knowing like that, uh, I know before I got married, my, you know, uh, one of the things that was kind of taught to me and I think you guys, John, you know, you got married young. I think yeah. you can probably sympathize with this. It's like, um, you know, it's like, well, once I get married, then I can just sleep with my wife whenever I want to, which that's false. <laughs> secondly, <laughs> secondly um, you know, it'll, it'll stop me from wanting to look in other places because then I'll be married. It's like, well, not, those two things aren't necessarily. Neither one of those things are necessarily true. If you have hey. allowed God to harness your sin nature, getting just gives
1: you. <laughs> oh man, he's he's talking good right now. He's talking. You're good, breaking up a little bit, up. bro. Can you
2: hear me?
1: I can. Yeah, right, yeah. You, you just, may have to start good. over just a little bit for us. Essentially, essentially, what you're saying is like. The, the 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 wedding day didn't care all those things.
2: No, let I me mean, and yeah. So th- I don't know where I lost you. What I was saying is, just because you got married doesn't mean those things, those desires or temptations go right. Just because you got married, that all it does is give you a bigger mask to put over your desires and temptations. Mm. Right. So because now I got someone I can sleep with no one's going to think that I'm still addicted to pornography or still lustful after the girl at my office or whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever. It's like, people assume that those things just go away. Well, now he's married. He can sleep with someone and kind of get his sexual frustrations out of the way so that he doesn't make any bad calls. It's like that, that ain't how that goes, you know? Um, and so there's, I think there's so many men in the church that aren't honest enough with themselves about their issues and it's like marriage doesn't solve your sin problem. Now what marriage does give you is the parameters to have a healthy sex life with the person that God has given you, um, and to do it without shame. And that's a beautiful thing, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, Ashley are meeting with a young couple in our church right now who is getting married soon and they, you know, uh, acknowledge like, you know, I'm kind of struggling with this idea of sex because I can't break my mind from the feeling of it being shameful.
1: Yeah, that's tough.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were just saying like, you know, one of the things you need to do is just talk about it constantly, you know, like talk about sex, say sex like tell yourself you can't wait to have sex. Like, cause it's all good. Like God made this. He just made it to be inside of this, uh, inside of these confines over here, which right. we're going to get into in the weeks to come. Yep. Um, and so what marriage does give you is it gives you the, the beauty of sex without the shame, wow. um, which is, a you know, that's a great thing.
1: And that's why the conversations need to be had in churches, though, because it's unfortunate. But a lot of the people that have the shameful mindset grew up in church mm-hmm. and that, you know, oh, most of them do. Yeah. yeah. The, the church has put this negative, you know, there's this negative connotation or stigma with sex i think probably more experience with women than men i would guess but i don't know that's just kind of anecdotal but um yeah you know that it's that it's uh, that it is shameful you know or it's just something to be endured or something like that you know And it's like that's not it either um that's why it's important to be talked about and in a healthy way you know in a you know biblical way and all those things so that that's good
2: yeah yeah. hundred percent. So that we almost didn't put that one in there, but I felt like it was something that needed to be talked about when we talk about fantasies, you know, if, if there's a man out there and the only reason he's marrying that girl is so that he can finally take care of his sexual, his, you know, sexual desires. Um, he's holding her to a standard that he's expecting her to solve a sin issue in his heart that only God can solve. Right. Uh, and that's an, that's an unrealistic overly overbearing weight to put on a spouse because inevitably she won't be able to bear it. Mm -hmm. Um, And therefore he will be frustrated that he gave himself to someone that perhaps he didn't even love just so he could fulfill his desires. And, you know, she, she will be constantly frustrated and um, emotional about the idea that he's frustrated with her constantly, no matter what she does. And those two things are just, a tragedy, uh, and it's kind of a disaster waiting to happen.
1: No doubt. So that's that's pretty much it, man. No more yeah. fantasies.
2: No more, fantas-
1: I, well, I love no more <laughs> fantasies. Yeah, I love the what's your fantasy. Yeah, I love what's <laughs> your fantasy. Yeah, I love that. So what are we talking about next
2: yeah. week? Uh, next are- week is Are You That Somebody? Uh oh. Yeah. So uh, Uh-oh. essentially the first two weeks. The first week uh, was. Like, what's your fantasy? What is the fantasy you've built up about relationships? Yep. Uh, the second week is going to be more along the lines of like, what's the fantasy you've built up about the person you're supposed to be with? Mm, that's um, cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, are you that somebody, essentially are you the somebody that I've been thinking about my whole life? And the reality is there's not a single person on this planet that can live up to the expectations we created in our own mind about who our spouse, our spouse is, quote unquote, supposed to be. Um, so then we have to learn to love the person God sends us, and what does that look like? So,
1: it's good stuff. Well, we won't yeah. we won't keep it any longer since you're on your way to a little honeymoon, not honeymoon, <laughs> anniversary, <laughs> a little anniversary away well, yeah. trip. No, just
2: kidding. I'm no, <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, haven't had one in a while, I see. Yeah, no, no, no. So, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a good message. If you're watching us, like we said on on Facebook or listening to the podcast, man, make sure you check it out and join us over the next few weeks um, as we walk, walk our way through this series. And uh, John, glad you are with us. Yeah, hope you feel better. Thank you. You better chug that kombucha. I'm gonna be chugging it, and I have some probiotic too. So. Uh oh, but watch out. He's <laughs> gonna be better than ever.
2: <laughs> John, he's like hundred oranges or something.
1: Yeah, you 100, best believe hundred oranges. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, listening, watching. Uh, man, do us a favor if you uh, if you haven't already, subscribed to this, the the podcast and like and share and all those things. It helps us out. So we appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll uh, if you want to learn more about our church, transformationchurch.com com or on Instagram and Facebook at transformation Pensacola. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Later. See you
0: thanks for tuning in to the transformation church weekly follow-up podcast it would mean so much to us if you would subscribe like and review on itunes you get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends don't forget you can follow pastor justin and pastor brad on instagram and twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at brad livingston underscore you can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at follow up at transformationchurch.com For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.